0: Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week, we're featuring a Q&A from the 49th New Directors New Films with Los Conductos director Camila Restrepo and FLC's director of programming Dennis Lim. A former criminal and cult member living under cloak of night in the crevices and corners of the Colombian city of Medellin makes his way back into civilization, yet is gripped by a shadowy past in this fragmented first feature from Camila Restrepo. After his memorable shorts *Salio* and *La Bouche*, the director proves his mastery at economical yet expansive storytelling. Here, he takes a complex narrative about the possibility of regeneration within a society all too willing to discard its outcasts and boils it down to a series of precise shots, sounds, and gestures of off-handed beauty. Winner of the Best First Feature Prize at the 2020 Berlin Film Festival and a New Directors New Films 2020 selection. Los Conductos opens exclusively in our theaters this Friday, with live Q&As with the director and cast during the opening weekend. For showtimes and tickets, go to filmlink.org conductos.
1: Welcome to this Q&A for the 2020 edition of New Directors, New Films, a co-presentation of film at Lincoln Center and the Museum of Modern Art. Uh, I'm Dennis Lim, uh, co-chair of the selection committee, and I am delighted to be joined by Camilo Restrepo, the director of Los Conductos. Hi, Camilo.
2: Hi, hi, Denise. How are you doing, and how are everyone who's watching here?
1: Thank you for being part of this uh, rescheduled virtual edition of the festival. <laughs> um, <laughs> the film premiered um, at the Berlinale earlier this year, where you won the prize for best first feature, I believe. Um, and it's been—I'm happy to say—it's been picked up for U.S. distribution by Grasshopper Film. So hopefully, those of you who have been able to see the film this way, we'll also be able to catch it um, as it should be seen on cinema screens next year, once we have cinemas back up and running in New York. Um, but anyway, uh, Camilo, thank you. Crossing fingers. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Thank, <laughs> no, thank you. No, thanks to you.
2: Thanks to you and uh, to all the committee for selecting my film. I'm, 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 I'm super, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super glad.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, for me, it's, it's one of the films of the year, so um, I'm, well, I'm, I'm thrilled that it's part of, the, part of this edition. Um, maybe you could start, um, presumably people who are watching this have already seen the film, but um, maybe you could just start by telling us a little bit about how this came about and how you met um, the central character, the lead actor, Pinky, somebody you've known for some years.
2: Yeah, 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 sure. So Los Conductos is a fiction film that is based in a real story. It's the story of the main character of the film who is not an actor is my friend, Pinky. So I met Pinky eight years ago or more or less that window of time. And um, over the time we worked together in several films. Uh, He was being one of my actors. I mean, I was, he was in the image or and, and in other films he was like part of my crew in colombia and then when we were working, working together he once told me that he was um, he was involved with into a religious sect for over 8 years and over there he was manipulated by a guy like a leader who was called the, the father by the by um, members of the sect and uh, under like uh, spiritual goals he was manipulated these guys, uh, these disciples uh, for for material purposes. So Pinky once one day realized uh, that he was being like uh, caught into this web and he managed uh, to escape and one day he told me that he got like what fixed idea in his head and this one was that he wanted to kill the father because he thought that uh, by doing this, committing a crime, committing a crime, of course, by, but committing a crime was, was a way of, of releasing or avoiding this guy to, to seduce and manipulate other young, young people like him. So it was like a bad, bad good thing to do to, mm-hmm. to kill this father. So we we talk a lot about like uh, the consequences of such an act. And then I decided that I wanted to help him to kill the father, of course. So we were going to do it both, but in a fiction film. So that's the way we started to think about um, uh, Los Conductos. Mm -hmm. The starting point of the film is, of course, this uh, fictional murder, but that was not really my purpose of the film. My purpose was to imagine or, or or lead pinky to imagine what could have been his life if he had uh, satisfied uh, this mm-hmm. desire of revenge
1: right so so let's talk a bit about how how you how you build out the film from this basis in reality this basis in you know in in pinky's life you you flesh out the the world of the film in, in, in in many ways, but I think one striking way is the way in which you introduce many borrowed, like fictional and, and literary elements. You have the story about the lame devil. You have this poem by Gonzalo Arango. You have the figure of the clowns who I think are from this, the popular TV show. Can you say a little bit about how you built out the world of Los Conductos, you know, starting with, with Pinky's life and then and then creating all these other other, bringing all these other elements.
2: Yes, I was certain from the very beginning of the film that I don't, I didn't want, I didn't want to make like a realistic uh, uh, film, like using mm-hmm. the effect of realism on the film. I wanted something more. Uh, how do you say more, more linked to not to fantasy, but more linked to to a reflection, to a state of mind. Mm-hmm. Because my idea was not only to uh, represent what Pinky uh, lived uh, uh, in 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 the religious sect, but was to represent or 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 or, or to approach. Um, um, uh, Pinky's mind, I mean, the state of mind in in which he was uh, manipulated and in which he was losing control of uh, of knowing what was real or fake or what was the truth or or, or lie. So I tried to imagine that uh, Pinky was not the only victim of this M- moral problem of not knowing not knowing good and bad where is where are the limits of things and that i was um, probably able to construct a film st- with a starting point of the on this on, 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 on pinky's experience but uh, develop this experience into a meditation of the whole country. Mm-hmm. What, wh- why is so difficult to understand in Colombia? Where are the limits between bad and, 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 and good? How are they use uh, these, these, these lines of frontiers? So that's the way I decided to, uh, to include into the film other aspects from Colombia, including an historical character known as uh, revenge
0: Mm-hmm. who was
2: like a bandit in the in the 40s. And also these clowns from a TV show in the 80s, different different elements that were as pink, different characters that, that, that were as pinky, uh, um questioning the borders between uh, fake and true good and bad lie and lies and, and truth.
1: Right. So to come back to something you 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 mentioned, like, what can you say a bit about what it's like what it was like to work with Pinky this what is this process of directing him what is this collaborative process in which you're making a film that fictionalizes his life and what happens what happened to his desire for revenge as it becomes you know sort of sublimated into this filmmaking process
2: yeah well actually um, we we I mean we were working we were like trying to create a film for over two or three years we were like discussing about this possible future of this possible image of this character Pinky who was not the real Pinky already satisfied and what is going to what was going to become his new life his new life into society back to society after after escaping from the sect and we were trying to imagine how to how this idea of future mm-hmm. could fit into the real person, Pinky. How, ki- how could he imagine by himself uh, another, another possibility of life because he was like living in the borders of society and always going further and further to these borders. I mean, he was uh, in, um, into drug addiction and he was becoming like um, a, a, pers- a harmless person, a homeless person. Uh, uh, without not money, without job, and without anything. So we were not able to imagine this future of like a, a better pinky. And instead of that, I was just seeing how he was becoming every day uh, more abandoned, more abandoned to the situation. Um, so one day I decided that we had to shoot the film immediately not even having enough money to shoot the film because it was no for me it was no option to shoot the film with with an actor the idea was to make a film with pinky for pinky for me for us for but the idea was it that he has to represent himself it was like for me a good value for the film to say to someone you have to take in charge your own desires, and we have to put them in front of the camera, and you're gonna see what's the image that you have of you. And then you will probably have another image of you and uh, be able to project a new future. Mm. So um, I contacted Pinky and Pinky was extremely bad. So I asked a friend to go look for him into the the streets put him into a hotel room. And then I told him that I gave him three months to stop drugs, to live like a normal person. And then I, I was going three months after that with a crew and we were making the film. So we had no real uh, script or whatever. We were like, I had like a list of things to do, but like the process was, it was accelerated suddenly. And then uh, Pinky's response was super positive and, 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 and he was like um, completely into the film. I mean, he, and, and, and it was like a, a kind of light in, 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 into the tunnel, like the conduct of the film, like under the, the idea of the film. Well, the, the film was his, a light uh, 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 for, for him in his life. Mm. Now he's a completely different person.
1: Hi, I'm Clinton Crute.
0: And I'm Devika Girish. We're the editors of Film Comment.
1: The Film Comment letter is a free weekly digital newsletter featuring original film criticism and writing by Film Comment's editors and brilliant contributors.
0: The letter delivers exclusive features, reviews, interviews, streaming picks, news, and more directly to subscribers' inboxes every Thursday before they're published on filmcomment.com the following Monday.
1: Sign up today at filmcomment.com to get the letter every week. Support independent film journalism. Support Film Comment. Can you say a little bit about this theme that runs through the film of um, doubling, duplication, like the original and the copy? Um, you know, that's something that, that um, sort of in different ways throughout the film, and I'm, I'm wondering how that how that, how that just took shape for you.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a very tough question. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sure you have an answer. (laughs) Oh, Thanks. You're very confident. Well, it's even, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the question even, even further Mm -hmm. (laughs) saying probably that this duplication is also dubbing into the film it mm-hmm. is a film without sound i mean we shoot yeah. the film without sound and then all the voices are dubbed after mm-hmm. in post-production so there's also we made it once and then we made it a second to a yeah. second a second a second time Moreover, so there's always this duplication into the film uh, why because I, because I, I think that it is important in a film to understand that um it is not reality it is a representation it is a vision of reality it is it is like a mirror of, of 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 real life but it is not the real life and i really admire the kind of films in which you you can um, see the the the, um, the mechanics of the film into the film mm-hmm. because because then the film is asking you to have like a critical a critical um, a critical point of view towards towards it. It is always telling you, "Don't believe to me. You don't have to believe to me because I'm fake. I'm I'm a double. I am not reality. Even if I'm showing the, re, the, re, the life of a real or of a real person, this is not just real life. He's interpreting himself, mm-hmm. and I am directing himself. So duplication was important for me in this in the sense of having a distance from reality." And also, you know, the, the problem of the film is to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. And manipulation is also something that you do with your hands. I mean, it's crafting someone also, it's crafting. So into the film, there is this uh, signature of craft making, of yep. making the film into craft. Though, so there's always this, this 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 craft making of the film inside the film.
1: So can you t- just tell us a bit more about how you worked with... Um sound then? So you shot the film silent and then constructed the sound separately after or yeah. how, how is that? Um,
2: yeah. Um, so we shot the film soundless. We only used like a, a very low record recording machine for the dialogues or only for the voices, but only on, on those moments. And uh, it was needed only just to have like a, an idea of what we said because there was mm-hmm. some kind of improvisation, just to be able to to make a reconstruction of, of what happened into the set when we were shooting the film. But everything in the film is fake uh, in the same in the sense of, of fake. I mean, fake. It's a, it's probably a very big word, but it's like. Um, it's 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 constructed, mm-hmm. right? Um, all the all the all the all the noises. I mean, all, even skin noises. Even even not only words, uh, machines. W- everything that you have there is is it's also a cre- creative process of of sound, because I, I believe that sound is not like a, something that that has to be captured at the moment when you're shooting an image, it is not like little brother of, of, of images. It is something independent that could be also um, more much narrative than image. And in the film, I tried to use narrative, uh, narrative sound in some scenes. Uh, by instance when you hear uh, the sound of the motorbike but what you're seeing are just um, uh, leaves on a tree
1: yeah
2: Th- then you 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 you're understanding that there there's an action where where the image is it's, it's it's quiet nothing is happening
1: yeah this is i think this approach sort of connects to some of your short films, um, as well, I think in which sound is so important, musicality, voice, um, rhythm is, is so important as well. Um, and I'm wondering if you can say a bit, I mean, I think people, people who, who, are watching, who have watched Los Conductos may be familiar with your short films, many of which we've, we've shown over the years, you know, impression of a war and then Silla House, um, La Bouche, like what this, um, this did you was mo- making the move to a narrative feature like uh did you did you approach this film any differently from from the short works or did you see this as an opportunity to sort of maybe bring together the you know different formal approaches from your previous films
2: i think that i think that i have um, well I, I'm, I'm i was trying to make something different from the from the from the short films to have like a new approach and in in just to link this question to the to the sound and to the voice mm-hmm. i remember that my first my first short film at the very beginning of of the short film is uh, the first minute is a silent film and then there are no real voices there are things like they're written into the into the into the image and then in the second film, I, I put my voice off into the film. And then I, I, I moved towards a singing voice that, were, that was not mine, uh, making musical musical films. And then my reaction was to move away from sound and make a film, a film soundless. Um, and that's why I decided like to shoot this way because I was using so much sound on the, on the previous short films that I wanted to try something else or to construct the, the, the sound non in, in a performative way, but in a real very meditated way. Um, the question of the land is, is, I think it's only a, like, um, it's, 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 it's as simple as the question of, of, of a painter when you ask him why he used like a, a bigger canvas. Because he needed probably to put more things inside, mm-hmm. I think that's uh, probably more or less what I can say. And it's not—it sounds like naive, but it, it is not. I mean, because we 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 try to consider the length of the films in a commercial way. We try we try, we, we try to to we we. Normally, I mean, filmmakers they decide I have to make a ninety minutes film, and then what I'm going to put inside these ninety minutes. Mm? Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, was well, that was not the way I wanted to, pr- to, to 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 proceed. I wanted just to to see the materials that I that I had, and 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 then oh well, that that's gonna be uh, seventy minutes. Okay, that's the length. I mean, the container was not before the con the content.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you've talked a bit about how you approach sound in Los Conductos. Um, I'm wondering if you can say a little bit about how you approached um, image um, in this film. I mean, there's very, again, something we associate with your other work is this very strong materiality, this sort of really textured image. Um, You talked about just the sense of like, you know, something made by hand, something crafted. And and that's something that I think um, comes across in all your all your work, but there's also a very striking um, sense of you know composition and and, and color in, in the film, and, and 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 which seems to connect to to sort of your your background in you know the visual arts.
2: Yeah, that's right. I think that all my influences come from painting because I wanted to become a painter first. So I have like these knowledge of, 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 of history of painting and this practice of using the materials. And I was first, I, I for years, I was concentrated in just making one single image before going to 24 images per second. So I had all these, like, um, this special approach of, 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 of knowing that, that, that I can, what is, what is to frame, what is to put inside and, 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 um, I, I I I remember that when I was um, a painter, I I liked it a lot the diptychs, one painting next to another, because I considered that in in between those paintings there was like a something uh, um, a space which is like a, a lack, something missing, but this lack was re- relating both and 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 then I, I when I passed to to make films I I understood that that was uh, uh, the process of editing but the process of editing was not to filling the space it was just to showing that there is a space from one scene to another because it is very important to have this emptiness in between this emptiness is the space for imagination it is not the space for image mm-hmm. Yeah. so so this is this is something that I can give to the audience i mean to to, to let them this possibility to create what is not already uh, shown in the, in, the, in the film right. So, 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 so when you, when you see the editing process I mean it's it's very basic I mean it's one image after the other there are not really too many effect effects and when there are effects they are like really material effects like this one or instead of making something or something artificial then I print a fabric or and 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 part of the crew was becoming mad because I was like uh, passing a lot of time just to cleaning surfaces or, or painting the, 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 the of the film. So they were talking, about, but why are you doing this? You have to direct us to do that. And I was saying, no, it's impossible. I have to do this because I only, I only, I only think with materials. My, my, my head is, 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 is linked to, to, to my hands and I, and I have to, and I can build a film if I have materials. And materials are, are also persons in this way. I mean, Pinky is also a material of the film in a way.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to come back to something that you've mentioned um, already a couple of times, which is this this desire to break from uh, realist language and realist style and, and this rejection of, of realism um, it's it's an aesthetic choice but it also seems to be a political one maybe so i'm wondering if you can talk about you know this position of of wanting to break away from the realist style which is the dominant one you know which is like what we it is it has become the language of so much of cinema today
2: yeah yeah of course i mean i think that you make images against other images Making images is also, I, I, I think this in this sense, making images is trying to erase some other images. Um, so it is in a certain way a political act. And in my case, I'm, I'm a Colombian filmmaker and you know, we have a lot of representations of Colombia, always in the same way and we have even a super, super big um, films and TV series about my home country. So these images have built a kind of um, paradigm of Colombia, Mm -hmm. you know, like an image which is fixed in in our brains and we cannot move away to see another frame of that. Mm -hmm. So going away from there is moving away from the paradigm. Is is, is is breaking the barriers that have been made to have one official and fixed image of what it's the Colombian reality. And this is something Lincoln to a film is not reality, a film and my film when, when we talk about like uh, duplication is a film of, 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 of duplication is a film of, of amplification too. You know, in the film, there are things that become bigger yeah. and the character is duplicated also like a car like in the carnival you know like like showing the reality but in another way in an amplificated way like um, like the clowns and like the satire when they use the satire and the clowns are crying uh, are yelling clowns are are gesticulating a lot but but because they are showing in an amplificated way what it's what is so tiny or so normal in our life that we don't uh, we are not more able to see um, to watch. So that's that's probably my point of view, my, my, my first idea of why I am against um, realism. Yep. And also we have to f- we have to we have to think that realism is, is an effect. It's, it's it's something that you that that is created for you to believe there is reality, reality, but is but it is not. It's a it's 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 an effect.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, just lastly, um, I'm, I'm I'm wondering how how this year has been for you and, and what you're working on now. <laughs> I mean, you you know, you premiered the film at at one of the last big real world festivals, and and then we all sort of you know. We were expecting to bring you to New York in March, and of course, we went into,
2: I was hoping into so lockdown.
1: <laughs> um, but, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that at some point. But I'm just wondering: have you been? Have you been working since? Have you been? You know, has the film been traveling virtually? And and what what's it been like? Uh,
2: well, I I think I'm lucky because I I mean. I need to be like alone and concentrated for a long time. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm living locked down uh, for years. <laughs> so this, <laughs> and, I, and I really like it. So I, I'm lucky because I have a lot of things to do like being into this and, and these things I I, I I was telling you that I, I wanted to make this film um, in a certain way in response to the short films just to make another thing in a different way. So um, um, in the first lockdown, I I, I felt like I needed to work in a different way again, uh, that I wanted to, uh, I needed to work again against me, against my, my commodities. So I decided to write a script because I have never done it. So I wrote a script for a feature film which um, it's already done. (laughs) So a new one, and then we have been through a second lockdown here in France. So I changed my mind and I decided that probably I have to make something right now, very concrete, very low budget, but I have to shoot something. Uh, just because shooting is also uh, it's also going away from reality I mean I can be locked down but I need to be thinking about something else away so so uh, I'm, 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 I'm i'm I have started recently a new project like a very very small project not very ambitious but but I think that the, the, the moment is like to to move forward not to move with a lot of of ambitions, but just to be to this movement. Um, so I'm, I'm. This is like a, my idea of making fitness at home, <laughs> mental hip fitness.
1: <laughs> Great. Uh, that's that's good to know. Uh, that you've, you've good to know. A, you've had a productive uh, year, unlike unlike some of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah,
2: I know. I know. I know. Yeah
1: but um anyway I didn't mean uh, to be mean <laughs> no no it's, uh, it's 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 uh it's good to see you um albeit virtually, and I hope that the next time we we do uh meet it'll be in person and hopefully with the opportunity to show your films uh, on the yeah
2: Facebook i really hope again, i so. really hope because I really think that when you're into a screening room with with other person, there is something. Special that that happens. It, it could not be. It could not happen in, with a computer. I mean, I'm seeing you, but I'm but but I'm missing you at the, in the same time.
1: I <laughs> know. Yeah, I remember seeing your your premiere in Berlin. What a special screening that was. So I'm hoping oh, we, yeah. we can we can recreate that for our audiences uh, oh, before too. I really hope as well. it. Yeah.
2: So, so th- thank you, Dennis.
1: Thanks, Camilo, and uh, thank you for the film. And and uh, yeah, stay stay well, and, and uh, we will we will be in touch. Thank you so much.